Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And we send our 10-year-olds out on missions to go catch creatures in these infinite storage devices. Because the entire Pokemon universe is, wait for it. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time, time again. again. Listen to the show with the phone Let's never ends. It's Bucko. Bucko! Oh yeah. Bucko! Your host, Drink That! And welcome to the 373rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with some spectacular co-host, the one, the only, the man, the legend, the myth, the one who hasn't been on in forever, Bosephus. Thank you for having me back, Thatch. I would always have you back, buddy. Oh. I would always have you back. And then, of course, we've got the one that comes and leaves cotton all over my house once a year, the fluffiest Ramsey cot. I am currently using the cotton to mop up the tears from that beautiful moment you guys just had. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't help that, like, Bo and I were the ones that really brought the podcast back. And so it, we, we share a deep, a deep connection. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. I keep saying, of course, it's not like somebody new is going to be like, yeah, that's obviously what it stands for, not the People's Union of Civil Liberties. But we are the Pokemon Podcast that talks about everything from the video game to the trading card game to even sometimes I guess we talk about Pokemon Tretta. The only reason I talk about Pokemon Tretta is probably because every week when I try to come up with trivia... When we need to fill in trivia from the trivia channel, I do have some announcements to make regarding that because I appreciate everybody's efforts, but I need to I need to tweak that so that everybody understands and we get on the same page. But <laughs> when I'm looking for trivia on Bulbapedia, and I always, I just kind of do random page and then I find something that grasps my interest. You know, I'm trying to go down a Wikipedia hole essentially on Bulbapedia. Like that's really my plan to just find some really interesting things that I don't think typical people would know about. Every time I do that, though, the random pages are either like a TCG card. Or a Pokemon Treta fig or Pokemon Treta chip. <laughs> really? That's yeah. hilarious. It's absolutely awful. And it's just like because that's not even anything in the US. I can't do anything with Treta chips because that's not anything outside of Japan. That's that's yeah, I think I think trivia questions, what you're looking for is something that you would be like exposed to in direct like 
Oh, absolutely. Mainline media, because um, that's something I would have to like go up and have specifically researched. Like that's not even like part of the Pokemon fandom at that point. Like to me, that's like something else. I, I try to look for questions that you guys can at least try to figure out. You know what I mean? At least have some opportunity to try to figure out. There are some questions that do come up in the trivia channel, which are just not those. They're just very obscure. And so I I'd like it's no offense to you guys because it is really cool trivia. Like once I read it, but I don't think it's anything that the co-host can figure out or have a chance of figuring out unless they just read something the day before. Right. Or watch like a specific half hour uh, video on YouTube. Exactly. And so that's just something that I, I try to I try to avoid and I try to make questions that you guys can answer things that people can also play along in the car with. That's my big thing. I always try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's no fun to watch, like, a bunny rabbit try to race Usain Bolt, you know? But if you get two bunny rabbits together and race them, that's fun. I don't know. I've heard Usain Bolt really likes bunny rabbits. I think that'd be pretty fun to watch. He might stop and pet it or something. Aww. I think I think he'd probably run alongside and, like, encourage it. But welcome to the show, guys. We've got some great stuff lined up for you today. Today is going to be a little bit different because our topic today is going to be us discussing our own Pokemon headcanon and things that come up in that, mostly because we're in the calm before the storm. I really do predict that we're going to hear within probably the next five weeks or so the next announcement for the next Pokemon video games. Yeah, I think it'll probably be in February. It'll probably be the end of February. I'm guessing February 26th, like always. Yeah. I really do expect that to be when we get our announcement and then we can talk about it further then. But I really don't want to keep speculating about these games because there's no new news, really. And I don't really want to speculate about it. We just got Let's Go and the Let's Go hype has kind of died off. And so Mm. we get to have some fun topics now. And so what's the first thing you guys want to see when they when they do an announcement? What's the first thing you want to see? Do you want to see game titles? Do you want to see starters? Do you want to see like... So I'm super biased because I've paid attention to a lot of the past generational releases and I know what to expect to see. (laughs) And so I fully, I fully expect to see two things at most. I fully expect to see a reveal of the cover art legendaries and I expect to see the names and that is it because that's the way they've handled both X and Y and Sun and Moon. Even in the Sun and Moon release, they only showed the kids playing the, like, they're just like, oh, here are the titles and that was it. Uh, but on the website, they actually showed Solgaleo and Lunala. Didn't give us their typings, obviously, so that we can all sit around and speculate on what their typings are and get really disappointed that Solgaleo is not a fire type. And mm-hmm. people can be like, well, Yvettel made a screeching noise in that trailer, and so obviously sound type's finally going to be a thing. Oh, gosh. And we can deal with that nonsense again. I don't think there are any new types that they could add now. I think we're super balanced right now, but remember when we, we got the announcement of Fairy Typo? There's an episode out there of me and you, you going, Fairy Type is stupid. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that I like, I ranted, and I'm like, oh boy. Like, it came up on my Facebook time hop, and I was like, Bo, you know. In retrospect, Fairy Typing was like one of the best things that's happened to the game. Oh my god, I love fairies so bad. I do think the meta has become a little unbalanced because of it, but... We can look into that a little bit further down the down the line. Yeah, I mean, we could argue that it's not so much the type as the tapus. Like, mm-hmm. fairy type in itself in Gen 6 was fine, but whatever. I would agree with that. I would absolutely 100% agree with that. All right. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I do expect it just to be a title and some legendaries in, in February. I don't expect it to be much more than that, though. And 
and we'll be able to talk about our hopes and our dreams again and probably in a little bit more context because we can start speculating about why it's called Thatch and Scrawn version and how much Nintendo listens to the podcast and they take suggestions from me. I thought it was going to be Let's Go Thatch and Let's Go Scrawn, but now Gen 8 games are Scrawn and Thatch. Yeah, no, they, those are always Thatch and Scrawn version. The ne- the next Let's Go games are Let's Go Girafferig. Oh, I was going to say, Whimsicott, do you want to claim that new uh, Let's Go spot? Let's Go Bo and <laughs> no, Let's Go Whimsicott? No, it's Let's Go Girafferig just to take Scrawn off. Oh, yeah, okay. just Let's Go Girafferig. No other version. Let's Go Girafferig. Oh, I want to do like Let's Go Mystery Vis or something. <laughs> Honestly, if we're going to be completely 100% honest, if I'm going to take a stab at what those games are going to be called, it's going to be Let's Go Togepi and Let's Go Meryl. That's the stab I'll take. I don't think I don't think they would necessarily do that. I think they, they might do Togepi in some fashion, but they'll probably do like almost like a red and blue thing, how they switched over to box art legendaries and silver and gold. I don't know if that works as well, personally, in terms of what they want to do. But I don't think they're going to sell games with uh, characters that aren't like Pikachu and Eevee because I think those characters were hard sellers for those games because every everybody knows Pikachu. Didn't Eevee have like uh, something huge now? Didn't it have like a float in like the Macy's Day Parade or well, something? Well, so that's why they did it. That's called marketing. Well, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. But like Eevee is already the super iconic character. It's like in, you know, in the Build-A-Bear, in the, you know... That, again, marketing. <laughs> right, 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 right. But that was long before the game came out. I'm just saying Togepi and Meryl have not had the nearly extensive marketing that Pikachu and Eevee have. Like, I don't think you could say that about any Gen 2 Pokemon, though. I, I don't think that any of them, can you can say clearly, are going to be as memorable as Pikachu and Eevee. And that's what makes this more difficult, I think. If Pikachu is like the Mickey Mouse of the franchise, I would say Eevee is maybe like the Donald Duck. Yes, I would. I would Charizard agree with that. being like the goofy, I think Togepi and Meryl would be like Donald Duck's nephews. Yeah, like they're not as iconic of characters. Like some people would be really interested in buy those games, but I don't think that they they would sell. I think they'd probably have to switch to something else. Be let's go Donald and let's go Goofy. You know, mm-hmm. I would just definitely think that I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I in the perfect world, in my mind, they just sell it as let's go DLC. You know? Yeah, and yeah. And you just buy the one game, and you just take your you and all your new costumes over to mm-hmm. Sinnoh. Exactly. And I, let's not even talk about remakes. I have no idea how remakes are going to work after this. I really, man, I, I was like, I've been t- like putting off replaying fourth gen because I'm like, oh, well, a remake's going to come out in like, you know, two years. You know, I might as well just wait and play these other games and tie it over my time and then really, really like dive back into it and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna get a gen 4 remake or not I might not, not a proper one i don't know if we'll get a proper one we might get let's go i don't know i don't even know what gen 4 would you would say let's go let's go buneary and let's go budu and <laughs> buneary and budu oh my gosh. let's go croagunk and let's go stunky croagunk i think you could pull off croagunk yeah, i think I can think work croagunk's pretty cool croagunk and buneary Croagunk, I don't know. I, don't, I think Buneary is a terrible choice, personally. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to steer away from the starters, though. That's just me. Yeah. But that's just a theory, a thatch theory. <laughs> so that is a great place for us to stop, and we're going to kick it on over to the news because there's been plenty of happening in Pokemon as of late. So let's kick it on over to that news segment and cue that epic music. <laughs> Thank you. 
Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news is pretty much the segment where we talk about what's going on in Pokemon. There's been a lot of cool things going on, though, in the Pokemon universe, in the Pokemon community, things like that. So first of all, because this is also just the Pokemon Go segment, in Pokemon Go, there's a Hoenn event going on. It's so surreal that we're so far ahead in Pokemon Go in terms of generations that we're at a Gen 3 event so that you could pick up Pokemon that you might have missed, by the way. Um, I definitely still need it. <laughs> yeah. So this is going on until January 29th. So go out there and catch those Hoenn Pokemon if you haven't caught them yet. There's also a Feebas event going on today as we're recording this, but it's too late to tell you guys about it. <laughs> Ooh, it's not too late to tell Bo about it, though. <laughs> it is too late to tell Whimsicott about it, though. It is. Although Whimsicott did know, she just elected not to go out and play. It's a winter storm here, so I'm not going out. There's, like, blizzard conditions outside, so I'm not going to go play. <laughs> Yeah, there's water frozen on the streets. Yeah, so uh, in commemoration of Gen 3, though, you can go buy Team Aqua and Team Magma costumes for your Pokemon Go avatar, which might be worth it if you're into that. If Scrawn is not dressed like Archie the next time I see him online, I'm going to be very disappointed. 7k eggs can now include Ma Isle, Absalon, and Kata. That I like that. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go open all these gifts so I can get 7k eggs because I'm out of eggs and I need Ninkata and Absol. So good for that same done okay Wait, is it ninkeda or ninkeda ah uh, i don't need ninkeda i need ninkeda Wait, do you need ninjask i mean i kind of hoped it was going to be shedinja because uh, mm. i was a dummy bear and missed it okay okay well i think should no shedinja is not in the research box right now either no all right, and so apparently there. It, so now that we're done talking about Pokemon uh, events and stuff uh, in Pokemon Go, we could talk about other cool things. So were you ever like, man, they never celebrate Generation One enough in Pokemon? Well, lucky for you, it looks like Japan's coming out with a new TCG set featuring Brock and Misty, and it's just got it's just got some Gen One love in there. So good for you guys. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Will it yeah. ever end? Do you no. know I haven't finished Let's Go yet? I believe it. I just got just, I just got tired. I like I saw that Jigglypuff, the shiny Jigglypuff. It ran away, and I was like, no, I'm done with this game. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are super hyped just like we are uh, for the Pokemon Detective Pikachu trailer, or trailer slash movie that's coming out this May, they are doing a TCG release. Uh, I believe this is starting from, oh, my gosh. I'm not sure when this drops exactly, but they they just released product images for three new cards, one being the Detective Pikachu card, another being for a Charizard GX with the artwork from Detective Pikachu in the trailer that we have seen, and another one with the Greninja GX from the trailer we had seen as well. It's like end of March, beginning of April. Yeah, it's like the end of March, beginning of April it comes out, and it comes with some Detective Pikachu booster packs, so it's its own mini set as well on top of that. <laughs> So get ready for that, guys. We're so excited. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I think that's absolutely what they wish should do with marketing on that. Like, oh, absolutely. Pokemon cards are iconic. Like, who doesn't want to want to play with the Pokemon that they had in the movie? Like, I think it's just, I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm super appreciative that not only did they give a po- Pikachu card and a Charizard card, but they also gave a Greninja card. I'm just so appreciative for that. Oh, that Greninja looks that Greninja looks hot. Like that's I'm just, a nice looking card. I'm just happy that they were just like, you know what we can do? We can we can make every Pokemon fan happy instead of being like, let's pander to the ones that everybody knows. 
I, I was afraid of that with um, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, until I saw the trailer. When the first scene opened and there was like like three or four Pokemon that were like not Gen 1 right away, I like immediately was like, ah, like, okay. Yep, that's, that's yeah. the, the moment that I saw like Gen 7 Pokemon in there. That was the moment I'm like, everything's going to be okay. This yeah. is going to be a solid movie. At least as a Pokemon fan, I think it's going to be an okay movie. Uh, further on, uh, we talked about the Simple Symphony last week. That's the next battle competition. The registration has opened for that, so I suggest you go register for it. I'm going to, and I'm going to try to stream some of it because it looks like a super fun meta. It, it's literally, you're only allowed to use monotype Pokemon, and it's single battles, uh, no Mega Stones. It's going to be so much fun. That it sounds does like look fun. like fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, too bad the reward's like 50 battle points, so it doesn't really matter because 50 battle points literally equates to like... <laughs> 25 minutes of your time nowadays because of mantine surf but it can still be fun <laughs> yeah i just had to do that today <laughs> <laughs> because so, i had i needed pp ops yeah i wish they would give out more exclusive pokemon for these types of things but oh well i you, you, beggars can't be choosers right yeah mm. so i guess that is pretty much all the news except that the pokemon tournament champions have been announced championships not Whoa. champions I know I, this game that everybody forgets exists. Uh, it now has uh, it, so this is a uh, like I guess the regional for Pokemon tournament, and let's go through it. So it is there's going to be an Oceanic uh, International Championship in uh, Melbourne, Australia. There's going to be they're also taking place at the European International Championships in Berlin in April, and at some point they're going to be so the North American International Championships isn't going to actually have one as far as I can tell. Uh, it's just a last chance qualifier at Worlds, and, which is upsetting because I'm trying to find out when that when that North American International Championship date is, and because yeah, we haven't gotten it yet. We need to know that. Yep. All right. So then the Pokemon World Championships, of course, are taking place in Washington D.C. later this year as well. So that's where the World Championships are going to take place. And if you're in the International Championships, first place you win uh, twelve hundred dollars and a World's Invitation. Second place a thousand dollars and a World's Invitation. Third place seven fifty fourth place 600 and that's when you hit the world's invitation fifth place tie gets 450 each seventh place tie gets 2250 each and then the fifth through seventh do not get world's invitations and if you're at the pokemon world championships and you make it into that first place gets six thousand second place four third place three fourth place two fifth place tie fifteen hundred dollars each and seventh place tie a thousand dollars each i mean that's a good chunk of money for playing a game that nobody plays yeah so go out there and play some Pokemon if you're just like, man, I don't know what else to do on that week. And I'm not good at TCG and I'm not good at, at VGC. I'm going to go play Pokemon. You said that's a last chance qualifier on the North American International. So the North American Internationals aren't going to actually have a Pokemon tournament, it seems like. And okay. to qualify on the North American side for the Pokemon tournament world championships, it's a last chance qualifier, probably on the Friday of Worlds. Uh, okay. Where you just go do that, and they call that the North American International for Pokemon. I thought you meant like it was a last chance qualifier at the internationals to go to Worlds. No, and no, I was no. Like, isn't that isn't that just being like the best at Pokemon tournament at your like brother's basement? Like everybody just showed up. And you're like, yeah, I'll play. Like, oh crud! It looks like I'm the North American champion. It kind of, it kind of is, honestly, right? <laughs> like that's what it, that's what it sounded like when you said that to me. I was like, um, what? remember when we all went to? Uh, well, I guess it was the last. Uh, what do they call it? Twenty sixteen. The nationals. The, it wasn't the international. Mm-hmm. It was the last nationals. The last nationals. And we went there and we walked into the poking room and it was just dead. Oh, like man, they had this really, really nice room set up and it's just dead. 
three TVs going. I was like, man, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Six very good. 12 people in here. Yikes. <laughs> but that is, that is what's going on there. So I, I guess that's everything in the news. In Puckle News, first of all, I do want to announce that there is a new battle clinic happening on... I need to double check the date real quick because Sigma sent me the date and I did not pay attention enough to write it down. But the next battle clinic is going to be taking place on Friday, January 25th. You need to arrive between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern Time in the battle clinic chat on our Discord. And then at 8 p.m., battles will start. It's probably going to be about three to four rounds. These are super casual. Make sure that you let Sigma know, since he's running it, that you are signing up. You can't just kind of show up and expect a battle. You need to let people know that you are signing up. So uh, the tier this this time is going to be NU, just for funsies, just to kind of play around with some NU teams and have some fun with it. So I look forward to seeing you guys there. I'll be there. I'm going to battle some NU. Just have a good time. Other than that, the UUTC is rolling, so keep a lookout on our YouTube. Probably not this week, but probably the week after that, we'll start pumping out some UUTC videos. Warms my heart. I know. It's going to be great. Hopefully, we can cover all of them, because there's going to be 15 battles a week for like five weeks. It's going to be a real push. So if you want to work for Puckle, Puckle needs you. (laughs) (laughs) We so need you. Please help us. To help us edit these videos. So... I guess that's it for the news. We will kick it on over from here, though, guys, to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to... Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge because they're that smart. That means no internet, no anything. Just use yourselves. You guys are competing together today as a team to earn possibly seven points with out of five questions. There are five questions to answer here. One of them has a bonus question. You do have a lifeline and a hint that you guys can use, but if you get all of the questions correct without using the hint, you can cash it in for a seventh point. Uh, you guys are in a race to 30 points to beat your other fellow co-hosts, and the first of 30 points gets a $20 credit to Tee Public to get some of that uh, Puckle swag. This segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, where you can pick up a bunch of cool anime-related art, as well as some cool Pokemon art, including a green Tauros poster. So check out AnimeGravy.com. Thanks to them for sponsoring this segment. So if you guys are ready, though, we will jump into this first question. I'm ready. I was born ready. You were, with the innate Pokemon knowledge. And so (laughs) we're going to jump right into it. This first question is about the ice type. So it turns out there is a generation that has only introduced one single ice-type Pokemon, and obviously that's the generation that's introduced the fewest ice-type Pokemon. What generation is it? And I'll give you kudos if you can tell me what the Pokemon is. Okay, so... It's a single Pokemon, not a Pokemon family, right? One Pokemon. That's exactly what I was going to ask. One Pokemon. Okay. So I think it is Gen 4, and I think that it's Weavile? No, because Frostlass. I think it might be... Gen 2, actually. What ice-type Pokemon were introduced in but Gen 2? But there's Sneasel and Delibird. Okay, so it's not Gen 2? It's not Gen 1, because there's plenty. It's not Gen 3, because there I can think of the Celio line. Is that ice-type? Well, there's also Glalie and Snowrun. Yeah. There's Obama Snow in Gen 4. Yeah, and then there is um, the Vanillite line in Gen 5. And Beartick. In... Gen 6, you have Bergmite and Davalug. Is it so Gen 7? So then it has 7? to be Gen 7. 
No, because okay. Gen 7 introduced... But the Alolan, Alolan forms don't count. count. Alolan forms don't count. That's new oh. Pokemon. They're, they're still, still, still count. That's still Vulpix. That's still Ninetales. Uh, but, it's uh, Corbominable. Yeah. Yep. It has to be. I, don't, I can't think of anything else that came out in Gen 7. No, if Alolan forms don't count. Like, we have ruled out all the other Gens, so it has it, to be Gen ha- 7, and right, it has to it has be Corbominable. Right, okay. Um, final answer. Crabominable and Gen 7 is correct. Uh, that is the only Ice-type Pokemon they actually truly introduced. All right, one real point and one kudo point. Yeah, one kudos point, yeah. You can cash that in for a Thatch Might Care point. Um, so... <laughs> And so, of course, we'll go ahead and we'll keep going. Uh, question number two. This one's a, this one's a bit of a history question uh, in terms of Pokemon. So, uh, since Generation 5 was the last generation of Pokemon to not be simultaneously released around the world, we got the starters revealed to us without their English names, and this was the last time that's happened. Snivy, uh, in particular, was actually given a name by the community before the English name was released as Snivy, and it was actually this name was actually published in several outlets, including something like Kotaku. What was it called by the community before its English reveal? Smugleaf. You know, yeah, it's Smugleaf. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> that is yeah. correct. It is Smugleaf. Uh, that's what they used to call Snivy. He, they call him they call him Smugleaf because he looks smug and he has leaves. Yep, I think uh, my Snivy is still named Smugleaf. Mm. Wow, cool, Bo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's two points for you guys and a kudos point. It's <laughs> two. That's two kudos points. Those are worth four regular. No, only points. one. Only one kudos point. You, there's oh, no kudos oh, point in that question. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. So, in Pokemon Stadium One. You can obtain gift Pokemon to transfer oh, your game to help you complete the Pokedex. Like you could, you could get the starters, the fossils, another one of Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee, and I believe, um, I believe Eevee as well. So it helps you complete mm-hmm. your Pokedex when you get these Pokemon by defeating the Gym Leader Castle. However, in Pokemon Stadium Two, they don't do this as nicely. They actually only allow you to catch two Pokemon that can be transferred over, and they're not really exclusive gift Pokemon. Instead, these Pokemon are given special moves. One of these is Farfetch with Baton Pass. Another of them was given the special move of Earthquake when it was given to you. What Pokemon was it? I've never played Stadium. Are you kidding me right now? Um, I'm digging deep for the trivia, man. Okay, so you said the first one was Farfetch with Baton Pass. So I will will tell you this is a Generation 2 Pokemon that they are giving you with the move Earthquake. With the move Earthquake? I think Onyx can already learn Earthquake, so I don't think it would be Steelix. Was there anything... What about, like, Shuckle? No, Shuckle's given to you... What are some of the trade Pokemon in Gold and Silver? Because Farfetch'd was a trade Pokemon in Gen 1, but then you could catch it in the wild in Gold and Silver, so it's not really anything um, fancy. It's a Gen 2 Pokemon? This is a Gen 2 Pokemon, so I've limited your number to, like, 100. Um, Whimsicott, do you want to use our hint... I mean, I'm fine with it, yes. I mean, unless you want to just, like, take a shot in the dark, and then if we randomly get used to hint later or something, but... Honestly, I, like, I haven't the faintest idea, because we could sit here and try to think about all of the Pokemon in Gen 2 that already got Earthquake, but it would take us forever, and we have a minute, so... Yeah, and with the hint, I mean, I don't have a clue as to what it is. Like, I'm usually pretty hip on these, um... 
types yeah, of things. Then if we uh, don't cash it in later, and this is the hardest question, apparently, let's use the hint. All right, okay. so this Pokemon actually gets stabbed from Earthquake. Uh, it is also mm. a dual-type Pokemon, and it is not. An ev- it didn't have an evolution in Gen 2. Okay, so it's probably Gligar. It sounds like it could be Gligar, yes. I don't think anything, because it's kind of similar to Farfetch'd. I don't think of any other ground dual types. that were on the, it, it didn't evolve, so it wouldn't be like Quagsire. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with answering Gligar. Okay, I think Gligar. Gligar is correct. That is three points for you guys today. You're doing pretty well. Getting that, job, getting that Gligar. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so this next question comes from uh, it comes from me still, and uh, <laughs> this is your du- dual point question though. You guys are three for three. Maybe we can make you five for four. We'll see. Um, so there are two generations that you'll have to answer here. So you c- technically like have a chance to hit one if you just like throw a dart at a board. But I suppose o- only two generations elite four members have made appearances in the anime collectively. Like all of them have appeared in the anime. Maybe probably not all at once, but they have all been all the characters from the elite four have been in the anime. I don't understand the question. Can you repeat? Okay, so there you have the elite four, right? Yeah. In every generation, Flint. In every generation, there's an elite four and. In the anime, they typically don't show all of the Elite Four members. However, for two generations of Elite Four members, they have all made anime appearances. Like, all four of the Elite Four members have oh. made anime appearances. Which two generations have had complete appearances from their Elite Four in the anime? Never mind. I thought you meant... Okay, so I don't think it is Gen 4 or Gen 1 or Gen 2. I am completely in the dark here as well. So Gen 7, well, I don't know. I'm not caught up on Gen 7, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, because I don't suppose Kahili has showed up yet, right? Who? Kahili. Yeah, the flying the golf, type. The golf, the golf girl. Yeah. That's how memorable has, she is. Yeah. <laughs> has she I, appeared in the anime? I don't watch the anime. Not not in English yet, or at least not what's on Pokemon, uh, the TV app. Plug. Okay, um, so we can uh, explore Gen 7. <laughs> Um, wow. Uh, I didn't watch Gen 5, but I know it was long. And I know Gen 6 went in pretty deep as well. Yeah, and I know that it went super anime. But, like, Wilkstrom, was he in the anime? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, Gen 6 Elite 4 is not that memorable, except for Malva. So. It- it could be Gen 4, because I, I remember they did a whole Flint backstory with Volkner. There was... I think Bertha was there, but I could just be mixing her up with Agatha. But I think she was in the anime for like a second. I know Cynthia was all over in the anime. Yeah, and Caitlyn, like super famous in Gen 5. Gen 5, so, yeah. Mm, I'm fine Ooh, with answering Gen 4. And okay. Are you sure it's not Gen 1, one of them? Well, I don't think... Did Lorelai show? I think no. I think Lorelai did show up, but I don't think she had the name Lorelai. I think there was a girl with lappers. So what? Maybe it might have been Lorelai. And then Bruno. Oh, Bruno was totally in the anime. Yeah, and I would Lance answer yeah, like. Okay, no, I think you're right. I think you're right now that now Gen One and Gen Four. It. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good. I think that's good. Okay, let's okay. go with that. Lock it in. Gen One and Gen Four are correct. Both of oh, them. Nice. That is five for Yay. four, you guys. You guys are doing solid here. Yeah, that is. They were 
both Gen 4. I don't actually know when Bertha showed up, but she apparently did in the anime. <laughs> because nobody watched the Diamond and Pearl anime. Yeah. I've kind of, like, watched um, another plug for Pokemon TV app, but, like, if I'm bored or trying to fall asleep or whatever, mm-hmm. or just, like, need something to veg out to while I'm doing something else, I'll, like, put that on and, like, put on Gen 4 just to see, like, what's going on. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It is it's because it's Gen bad. 4 and I have no idea what's going on in the Gen 4 anime. Because there was uh, that 50 episode of filler segment that happened and nobody cared. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But it was it was good. It, yeah, apparently Bertha was in the anime. Fun fact. So yeah, it was both Gen 4 and Gen 1. So we can go ahead and give you guys five points. The last question is always is a base stat question. And I would like to know from you guys, what dragon type has the highest base defense of all dragon type Pokemon? Tartanator. Cool. Yeah, I would I I I would agree. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. It is Turtonator. <laughs> Turtonator has a base 135 defense, which is the highest of all dragon type Pokémon. I went down the list. I was going as far down as I could to try to find like the type with the lowest highest defense, you know what I mean? Uh right. and that was like third from the bottom. I still hadn't hit like normal type or something like that. <laughs> Next week. Ultra <laughs> has like crazy high stats, but yeah. defense is not one of them. Defense is not one of them. That is absolutely true. So that gives you guys uh, a lot of points this week. That gives you six, six points. Six is a six is a rarity nowadays. You should yeah. you should take that as a as a my, moment of six pride. Plus a kudos. Plus a kudos yeah. point. And kudos points are worth four regular points, so we got ten points today. <laughs> they like, are not worth anything it. points, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> they are worth something in our heart. <laughs> so let me go ahead and sort this. Uh, so the, there is a four-way tie for second place right now because we've just started the ladder over again. But currently, Scrawn is in first place with ten points. Tied for second place, we have a four-way tie with between Sublime, Jashiro, Whimsicott, and Bosephus. And tied for third place, we have Basket and Seth Vilo. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. So well, that is it for Puckles Pokey Quiz. Tune in next week for when uh, I believe it's Sublime and Linian try to take on the trivia challenge. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys, we are going to kick it on over to the topic after this short break. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Jushiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you get exclusive gifts such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the Breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is just going to be our personal headcanon. We just thought this would be a fun way to talk about things that we believe to be true in the Pokemon world that aren't necessarily confirmed by the Pokemon company. Because, I mean, that's what Pokemon is, right? You have to have some kind of headcanon to really go along with a lot of these stories. (laughs) Yeah. 
or things yeah. that are like half truths, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, things that they haven't confirmed, but there there's definitely pieces there to confirm that they mm-hmm. happened. I mean, if we really want to dig into this, I mean, there's the mythology that you can read in the Candlelight Library. I mean, this gets really dark, and we'll just kick it off really dark, and we can get better from here. Heck but yeah. they were talking about how, like, Pokemon and humans used to live together, and you used to not really be able to tell the difference between Pokemon and humans. Yeah. And I think I think there was even a line where they said they got married. In, in Japanese, it said they got married, and in English, it says they eat at the same table. That's true. But, yeah, we, we co-evolved alongside them, more or less. Yeah. Which is really interesting to me, and I I don't know. I think one of the biggest headcanon things that I think a lot of people have to get over if they actually start thinking about Pokemon too much is the Pokemon-human relationship, right? What does it mean to be a Pokemon yeah. trainer? I, I mean, are you a master of them? Like, kind of like, are they slaves? Or are... In the anime, they obviously try to push that they're friends, and I think that's a really, really big thing to really grab onto is probably that anime mentality. That's what I really subscribe to. Is the anime mentality of, hey, you're friends and you're going around and you're beating things up. And I think that they did a really good job of pushing that in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And I really do expect in Gen 8 for them to actually really like let the Pokemon come out in the overworld a little bit more. And you can have a little bit more interactions with your partner Pokemon. Yeah, which Let's Go is paving the road for. That's true. Let's Go did a really good job for that. And I think we're going to see that just kind of enhanced in Gen 8. Because we had little scenes like when you're about to enter the League in Sun and Moon your starter Pokemon actually comes out of its ball and it like talks to you and you're just like, Aww. we're going to do this together guy. And it's really, that it's really so cute. Awesome. So I, I'm really hoping we get more of those moments. To be honest, like I think my, my personal basis for Canon in Pokemon are the games and it's kind of hard to reconcile this. Oh yeah. These are my friends thing with, yeah, I just randomly met you bonked you on the head with a tiny sphere. And now you work for me. Yes. <laughs> well, it is in in Pokemon canon that um, that like Pokemon are wild Pokemon are jealous of human trained Pokemon because like they get stronger and like that's why you don't find evolved wild Pokemon is because like they need a trainer to get stronger. So like that's mm. also part of the relationship there. Is that canon in the games? Dude, I'm pretty sure it's canon in the games. Like I don't know. I don't know that the, like the jealousy part is, but like mm-hmm. that Pokemon attack you because they they want to test you and you know the reason that they only listen certain ones only listen to strong trainers is because there was like some establishment of uh badges are the hierarchy or whatever it is weird that the pokemon understand the badges as well as like oh you're good enough to train me right they, they, they've all come to this societal understanding of what badges mean yeah there's like two ways you can see this and one is a debate about yeah, how come beings that are supposedly intelligent enough to understand the badge system also simple enough that the only thing they value is getting stronger? Yeah. And on the other hand, you can kind of imagine that the two Pokemon and human societies evolved in a parallel way and it's kind of, okay, the human society makes it all about Pokemon and there's a Pokemon society that makes it all about humans Mm. and they kind of use their strengths and weaknesses and the way they act to get to hang out with humans the way that humans use their technology and smarts to get to hang out with Pokemon and it's like when people say, you don't own your cat, your cat owns you, you know? Mm, it's a really weird thing to think about. I don't know. I was just one of those thoughts, and I'm like, man, that's a really headcanony thing. You have to be like, yeah, these are my friends. At least they're pushing it more in the games lately, I think. 
They're, they're pushing more of the friendship aspect. If you want to be very optimistic, you can say, yeah, Pokemon enjoy battling usually, but in the wild, battling is too dangerous, and instead getting to battle in a controlled environment alongside humans is something that they really enjoy. It's like sports that evolved from hunting and battles and such, mm -hmm. and now they're just for fun. But at the same time, you get in the games such a push towards the true horrors of wild Pokemon, like Bounce Sweep's Pokedex entry, anyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Pokedex entries really are the things that start to scare me, especially as of late. That's another headcanon that I have, though, is is Pokedex entries, because, like, in my mind, like, some of them are so ridiculous only because they're being recorded by a 10, 11, 12-year-old. Like, that is one of my know. favorite ones as well. Oh, yeah. I agree with that entirely, because there's no way that you could get some of those things. You just go, oh, man, that Macargo's really hot. Must be hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, it's like that comic that someone drew and it keeps going around and I adore it. Yeah, it's it's adorable. I, I think that's just the way to... The, I think that is my favorite headcanon and one that I fully believe. Though, the one in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon gets really dark. I mean, there are just there are just definitely things where it's just like, ah, well, that Drifloon's trying to take you to the underworld, but it can't because you're too fat. What if it's because the Sun and Moon player is like that twisted kid that draws like those demented doodles in comics that you see? It's just like, <laughs> oh my he's, gosh, he's just a Pokemon trainer, so he's like. They have that creepy smile the entire time, no matter what's happening. In every cutscene, you're a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You need to see a therapist. Okay, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> head cannon. Head cannon. Hashtag ha head cannon. We're, we're doing real well. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of terrible Pokedex entries, what yes. about Mega Evolution? Yeah, especially in Gen 7. Because Gen 7 just... Because Gen 7 actually has Mega Evolution Pokedex entries. I don't think we had that in Gen 6. And no. it's it, every single one of them talks about Mega Evolution hurting the Pokemon. Yeah. It's like, terrible. every single one of them. I'm recently playing Omega Ruby because um, I have no idea where my Ultra uh, Moon version is. It's... <laughs> It's it's missing in action. My also my 3ds. No word. No no idea. Where then how it are you is. playing Omega Ruby? Uh, on my 3ds XL. Ah. And I have two. But I was like, oh, I want to play with Mega Maw Isle. I never really did that before. And I was just like looking at stuff about it, and I like read Pokedex entries. And I'm like, oh my god. And then I went through all the Mega Pokedex entries, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like I knew that they were bad, but I never knew, I guess, how bad. But they're right. like totally awful and that's why so so i decided i'm not going to use mega mall isle anymore and, and i'm mm -hmm. not going to use mega pokemon at all ever again not in the games not in the trading card games or in <laughs> pokemon pokemon shuffle or whatever i'm not going to use this mega evolution because as a pokemon trainer i, I think it's immoral And I think if you use Mega Evolution, you are not with that partnership of the Pokemon that, that goes back to that Pokemon relationship because we did, you know, we were used to be indistinguishable and it, Pokedex doesn't talk about the person, the Pokemon trainer ever suffering. So I, it's really weird that it could be like a suffering of love though, right? If we go back to the Pokemon really are just in this mode of, Hey, I want to get stronger. I want to get better. Right. And if that's their desire, maybe it's one of those things where they're suffering in order to get stronger for themselves. And it takes that bond between the trainer and the Pokemon to help them elevate to that. And granted, it's only temporary. 
But that's where, as a coach, though, like, because that's what you are as a Pokemon trainer. You're a coach. Like, if one of your athletes is like, oh, man, yeah, I've been juicing up on all this stuff. It's like, yeah, totally, like, it's going to make me die 20 years sooner, but it's worth it now. you got to be like, no, it's not. Like, you, there, there is life past the Elite Four. Like, there's life past this fight, man. You can go live in a nice box. Not just that, but okay, your muscles are going to burn because we did 27 billion runs and crunches and stuff. No, we're talking about, I'm going to break and dislocate your jaw, Megaglalie. Yeah, and Aerodactyl's, like, bones burst from its skin or whatever. It's like, it's awful. Not to mention yeah. that that because of the cannon that is Pokemon, which also I have another head cannon, the, the Mega Evolution laser that shot into space is what made Deoxys. Uh, Ooh, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. It hit a Staryu crystal, and it permanently Mega Evolved into Deoxys, because I think Staryu and Deoxys have a lot of similarities. Because really? Starfish, re- Starfish regenerate, Deoxys mm. regenerates. They both have that crystal. They're both from space. Like It, it lines up. I like it. That's interesting. I don't because know if I agree with it. It says that Deoxys was like awakened by a big old laser blast or something uh, like that. I don't remember where exactly I read, but I was like, wait a minute. That laser was this mega evolution thing. But, I don't know. But, the, but all the mega evolution rocks are are just a bunch of dead Pokemon souls. And and you're using them. You're using those blood rocks. That's blood. That's blood power. I don't know if those are those are dead Pokemon souls per se. Okay, but didn't the Pokemon lose all their souls? They are powered by that Pokemon. They are upgraded. They are like upgraded evolution stones in my thought process because it's more like, oh, hey, the power from this laser went and it it created it like morphed a fire stone into, I don't know, Charizard, right? But the power of the laser came from killing Pokemon. Yeah, but there's only so much we could say about that, right? Like, (laughs) I think it's really straightforward and Bo might be right. I think I'm pretty sure Megastone, like they just they just also happened. Like the laser killed all the Pokemon and made Megastones. Like no, I think they probably became the Megastones. Maybe, or maybe it's just like why can only certain Pokemon Mega evolve because those were the Pokemon that was trapped to those stones that, and whose energy was channeled into what then became the Mega Stones, or, or just closest to the rate. Yeah, closest to the laser or the ones that were in the battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, all right, all right. But don't use Mega Evolution, you you cruel, <laughs> you cruel people. I want to go back to this Deoxys one because I don't yeah. know if that's true or not. I I just can't. I can't feel. I gotta. I gotta find a reason why you're wrong. You think? You think it's another? Oh space God! Pokemon? Oh God! You're right. Emerald's Pokedex right? entry for Deoxys, a Pokemon that mutated from an extraterrestrial virus exposed to a laser beam. Its body is configured <laughs> for superior agility and speed. Cannon. I will say, though, God, that's, why oh. then is the Oxys also in the universe without Mega Evolution? Mm, that's a oh, good one. no! No! <laughs> so maybe the laser, the laser still went off, but it didn't create Mega Evolution. <laughs> It could be. Maybe the lizard didn't go off, but this Deoxys came from yet another universe in which the laser went off, and then either the strength of the laser or its crazy psychic powers mm-hmm. went into overload, and they created a hole through space-time in which the Oxys came to our universe. Well, they they talked about that in Normega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, right? In the Delta episode. Yes. Kind of, yes. Boom. 
I love that. The Deoxys from the Mega Universe, from the original Ruby Sapphire Universe, is from the Mega Universe. Hashtag fix that for you. There we you. go. Oh, Here we go. Oh, man. We need to make a Tumblr post ASAP. Such okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no. Don't go on Tumblr. I love you too much to let you do that. We just need that ASAP. I have to be honest, though. Like, one of my favorite Pokemon headcanons has been officially just slash debunked by Word of God in an interview, and I still love it. It's the super classic Ditto is a failed Mew clone oh, one. Oh, yeah. how is that? It makes Wait, so much sense. When did they kill that one? I don't know. It just makes so much sense, and it does absolutely no harm. And they were like, no, no, it's just coincidences. And we're like, why can't you let us have nice things? How do they confirm that? But they haven't confirmed, like, Cubone's, like, uh, baby king is gone or something like that. Yeah, right. I actually really hate that one. No, I I was going to bring that one up next. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you hate it? I'm curious now. Because it just doesn't make sense because you breed the Kangaskhan, you don't get a Cuban. That's true. And you breed the Marowak, you get a Cuban. And the baby Kangaskhan in the pouch just looks like a tiny Kangaskhan, not like a Cuban without the skull. Yeah, but you also don't know what breeding entails. Your Pokemon are found with an egg. That's true. I mean, the thing is, if you breed a thousand Kangaskhan, and all you get is Kangaskhan. Female Kangaskhan. Correlation is not causation, Whimsicott. But, oh, okay, but then Marowak and Cuban should be a male-only species, if that's your argument. Mm. Uh, um, perhaps uh, Kangaskhan bred in captivity only produce Kangaskhan eggs because uh, their mother survives. Or maybe Cubone is one of those species that can change sex when there's a biological need for it, like those frogs. Oh, I feel like we're getting too okay, deep we into fixed that. It. But yeah. <laughs> now that it makes sense, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but, but yeah. Uh, if it makes you feel better, Whimsicott. <laughs> I think we should have think, this topic more often. We went from like crazy extreme biology to philosophical questions about the morality of everything alternate universe i love (laughs) i think personally it's it's probably to do with the fact that they're bred in captivity that uh, i think a lot of breeding like Mm. weird breeding uh anomalies that you come across like the fact that like nido queen can't breed um but like you know Ooh, uh, that's a Nido good king one. can yeah. it's probably because it's being bred in captivity like there are lots of uh things that we can't breed in captivity in real life because it's just like impossible to meet their 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 natural requirements yeah and, like their their cycles and pandas are dumb <laughs> and yeah and yeah they're just dumb <laughs> <laughs> i agree with you like you fixed that for me thank Pangoro you okay. can breed in captivity by the way <laughs> that's what makes it worse it's because it's a dark type. They they should they should make it not be able to breed in captivity. That would have been so like if you couldn't breed Pancham, I would laugh so hard. But he's so cute. <laughs> yeah, he is cute. He is adorable. It is Pancham. Yeah. I don't know what other head cannon I have. To be fair, let me see what else we have. Um, can you cook Pokemon eggs? Can you cook Pokemon eggs? No. No. Let's say no. No, they're not eggs. We said they contain, like, life energy. Oh, life energy. I like that. I like that answer. One um, one video game headcanon that I have for sure um, that fixes the infinite um, bag thing 
is that you hold all of your items in Pokeballs. Yes, I would agree or, with that. Or, or item balls, it. because you find all the items on the ground in Pokeballs. In, in Pokeballs. Yeah. So you put everything in a Pokeball or, or like an item ball, and you just don't talk about it because it's just like part of your bag. Yeah. No, you don't talk about it because you were initially inspired to make capsules, like monster capsules from the capsules in Dragon Ball, and you can't say it because otherwise you're going to get sued. <laughs> this is headcanon, not... I like the Pokeball thing. You just keep it in Pokeballs. and Yeah, you just keep everything in your Pokeballs. Exactly. That's why you can just be like, go, bike. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've always agreed with that and one. And if you think about it, like the item ones were probably developed long before things that could conceal living creatures, you know? Like, so, like, the technology for those has to be great. Well, it wasn't great until Ruby Sapphire. We go to the anime. I'm a big fan of that. Just because they probably started using it for items, and then I think the living creatures thing probably happened accidentally. Oh. Yeah, like, maybe they they caught, like, something like a Voltorb or another object Pokemon, and they yeah. realized it's not that different. That was, like, the missing link in the chain. I could mm-hmm. totally see it just being, like, thrown, and, like, they, they accidentally, like, throw it at a Pokemon, like... Completely on accident, like, and then it fit. The Pokemon just stays in the ball, and they're like, "This isn't too bad." Or like they threw, like they were um, scared. They were being chased by ghosts, and they threw it out of desperation, and that's how Voltorb. Uh, yeah, too. I mean, I look at something like Item the balls. episode of the anime, uh, the Pokemonopolis episode from the first season of the anime, the, the one where they're the ancient Pokemon. Yeah, where you had the gi- giant Alakazam and the giant Gengar, and then mm-hmm. the giant Jigglypuff saves them. If you look at that, they have very old types of Pokeballs that they used in that Pokeballs. I'm going to put that in quotes because they're different capture mechanisms and they're just using it. And the Gengar's just using it to collect like everything. They were like Ultraman things. Yes. The whole, yeah. But yeah, Gengar's was just absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that's, that was even ancient technology that they had unlimited storage. Yeah. So how come in red and blue? Never mind. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't know if that fits super well into the canon, but I think if we could imagine some kind of object like that one, yeah, that's probably what's going on. And one of the recurring themes in Pokemon is just like technology, like mm-hmm. technology advances. Like red and blue, like the theme was technology. Absolutely. I think if you just look at the Pokemon world, it's definitely a Pokemon world that's slightly more advanced than ours. Slightly. I say slightly. And right. They, yeah. They've got the, the quote unquote magic of like almost instantaneous medicine. And they've got a few things here and there. I mean, their society obviously operates differently, and I don't want to get into that discussion because that's a completely different discussion to be like, well, how's the economy work in Pokemon? It's like a good question. It probably doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a post scarcity economy. We've established that like 200 episodes ago. Absolutely. It's a post scarcity economy, and they just kind of give everything away for free. And we send our 10 year olds out on missions to go catch creatures in these infinite storage devices. Because the entire Pokemon universe is, wait for it, a game. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, we're trying to make sense of a game, which is fair. I mean, I, I think I think doing stuff like the timeline does the same thing because it's just a game that they're putting out and people want to really tie in the timeline. I know that you have some ideas on the timeline, but I don't know if we want to get into those. No, no. I just want to specify that what I meant is that it being a post-scarcity economy, you can just do whatever the heck you want. So yes. life in the Pokemon universe is a game. It is, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's actually a good stopping point. Like, everything's a game. (laughs) 
And the points it. don't matter. Yeah, that's, so that's where we're going to end it, guys. We're going to cut off your topic here. But we'll be right back at you after this short break from Public about what's going on in, uh, in the poke of the episode. So we'll catch you on the flip-flop. Hey guys, are you looking to pick up some cool new Pokemon swag? Well, you can check out the Puckle Tee Public Store to get some cool Pokemon designs on t-shirts, mugs, pillows, posters, and pretty much whatever else. They sell tapestries. There are more cool designs that I put up on the store, and there's some really cool ones. There's particularly these Pokemon gym designs, one for each gym in Kanto that have different Pokemon lifting weights. So if you're a big gym goer or you just want something that shows your Pokemon Gen 1 pride, that's something to pick up. I just picked up the Cinnabar Island one myself with this cool Arcanine lifting these weights. There are also cool Puckle-centric ones, such as just the Puckle logo. But also, Ozzy, a community member in our Discord, has made a ton of Piddle designs for our Pokemon Draft League. And you can actually check those out, such as the Tottenham Halucha, which I think is just fantastic. So if you want to support the show and get some cool Puckle swag at the same time, check out Puckle's Tea Public Store today. We appreciate everything that you can get and help us out with. Episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 640, Verizian, the number one 4G LTE cell phone network in the United States Pokemon. Oh, wow. Um, it's Pokedex's entry in Pokemon Black states, This Pokemon fought humans in order to protect its friends. Legends about it continue to be passed down. Uh, it is a good Pokemon in the NU tier, and that's why we bring it up, because we have our NU Battle Clinic coming up on Friday, January 25th. Be there or be square. Get some Puckle League points. Um, I think I decided, this isn't official and don't quote me yet, but I think we're thinking about doing a Nintendo Switch as the prize for the Puckle League if you win the whole Puckle League at the end. And so to qualify for that, you need points. And to earn, you can earn up to 10 Puckle points at the Battle Clinics. And if you sign up for the UUTC, I think you get something like 10 points for every battle you win in the UUTC or something like that, as well as just points for participating. So if you want, if you get into the top 16, you get into the Puckle League from there. And uh, Thatch. Yes. Is Verizon in RU or NU? I thought it was NU. Am I looking so at un, up, un, non updated uh, tier list? Yeah. <laughs> There's a very real possibility that I am looking at a an unupdated uh, tier list from some... Yep, yep, I lied. It's not an NU, I don't think. Um, uh, I, wait, no, no, I think it's an NU. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I apologize. I am looking at the wrong page. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna do it. We're doing it live anyway. It is... It is <laughs> It's not an NU. I was looking at an old, outdated uh, tier list. I apologize, everybody. Um, uh, so, Verizian is actually in, let me double check, it is in the RU tier. Still not a bad really? Pokemon. I mean, technically, it means it's currently slightly better, possibly. Yeah, I think Verizian's actually a fun Pokemon. Uh, if it ever drops back down to NU, you'll know how to use it. Verizian, I think its claim to fame is, if you look at its base stats, we've got 91 HP, 90 attack, uh, 72 defense, 90 special attack, 129 special defense, which is amazing, and base 108 speed. So it's really fast, especially for the RU tier. And you can run it as a mixed attacker, or you, you get that fluidity to either do a special attack set or a physical attacking set. Obviously, in my opinion, I think the 
physical attacking set is going to be better because it does not get nasty plot. It does, in fact, though, get Swords Dance, so you can actually run it as a really good physical sweeper. And so you can run Swords Dance, it gets Leaf Blade, which is a good physical grass-type stab, and then you get Close Combat, which is a really good fighting-type stab. And then, of course, you get Stone Edge, which is a good coverage move on top of that because you're going to be worrying about those flying types coming in and trying to take you out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and of course, you can always run it with any variety of Z crystals. I The set on Smogon suggests Grass EMZ. I'm more partial to Rock EMZ because I don't know that I need Grass EMZ to take anything out that I'm super scared of, but I hate Stone Edge misses, and that's just me personally. Also, you're so vulnerable to flying types that you might as well make full use of your speed and just get one big surefire hit mm-hmm. to get rid of the one thing that is stopping you. Exactly. And I'd, I'd much rather have that right. than the Grass EMZ. Grass EMZ is good if you want to make like a really big hit on something, but I would go I would go Rock EMZ personally. Obviously, you have to go Justified. That's the only move you can't, the only ability Verizian has. Now, I would definitely oh. run it Jolly just so you get the most out of that base 108 speed. And you're hitting everything, 252 attack, four special defense, just get bulk that up, and then 252 speed. So that, that's kind of the way I would go. He does get some cool tech moves, like Aerial Ace, that would be interesting to run. Uh, he does get access to bounce if you want to run Flying EMZ. Oh, gosh. I oh, love Flying EMZ on just the most random stuff. His head is an airplane. This is true. <laughs> Verizian, Verizian, though, is a good mod. I think with those base stats, it's just it's really good. The typing is what kind of drags it down. Grass fighting isn't the best, especially with flying EMZ being so prominent and a lot of flying type moves yeah. just being really prominent in the meta. So I, that, that's probably what's holding Verizian back. Um, same thing that's happening with Terrakian. That's why Terrakian's not as big of a threat anymore. Yeah. Verizian's design always reminds me of Shaman Skyform, and I think it's <laughs> only because of the scarf leaf. That is probably true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is but, also uh, a member of the uh, the Pokemon Adventures Swords manga. Swords of Justice. Or no. not the manga, the Swords of Justice. I'm reading the manga because I was thinking yeah, about the yeah. Swords of Justice in the Adventures. And just like all the other Swords of Justice, uh, he has sweet boots. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's, wearing, he's wearing boots. Wearing sweet boots. He's actually uh, my favorite Sword of Justice. It's a really yeah, cool typing. I think Cobalion's really cool, in my opinion. I prefer Cobalion. Just Cobalion because... is also very cool, but Verizion is based on my favorite musketeer, Aramis. So. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. But I and think Cobalion looks like Thomas the Tank Engine to me for whatever reason. <laughs> like it's just like a box. Every time I don't know. Every time it's just like. I guess it. Was, I guess back when it was sprited, but every sprite, I was like, it just looks like a Thomas the Tank. Engine. <laughs> Oh man, oh my gosh, and in the TCG, this is actually relevant, Verizian just got a new card in the Lost Thunder set, so this hey is yo. relevant, and so it's got, it for one colorless, you could do double draw, which allows you to draw two cards, this is Verizian GX 170 HP, grass type, and for two grass energy, you can use Sensitive Blade, which I think is the attack it uses in literally every card that ever was a Verizian. Um hmm. And it's uh, fifty. It's fifty plus. If you played a supporter card from your hand this turn, this attack does eighty more damage, and you're probably playing a supporter card that turn. So for two for two grass energy, you're doing you know, hundred and thirty damage. Not too bad. And then for one colorless, you're doing breeze away GX. Put any number of your Pokemon in play and all cards attached to them into your hand. So that is a really garbage GX attack. Uh, unless you're just like, man, I want to do a mass Acerola. So that's uh. It's an alright card. I don't expect it to be good <laughs> whatsoever. I don't expect that to be a good card. 
Verizon EX used to be really good though for my for my yeah Verizon EX yeah. and Genesect yeah I think. it matched up with the Genesect deck that was like real big in one world like two years in a row or something like that yeah if I remember I thought like yeah it did a that's lot like the only deck that I can recall that's done that's won two years in a row like two consecutive back to back years so that's just something to keep keep in mind yeah that Verizon EX uh. It's it had an ability inverted wind which allows each of your Pokemon that has any grass energy attached to it cannot be attached cannot have any special conditions which is probably the big bigger reason to run it and then for a grass and a colorless you may search your deck for uh, two two energy cards and attach them to one of your bench Pokemon and you do fifty damage so that's not a bad card either so looking at you Verizian you're doing a good job I don't know if there's ever been a fighting type Verizian card there has not mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Ooh. I know. Fun trivia. That is fun Asia trivia Inferno. that I will never use, probably. <laughs> <laughs> other fun trivia is uh, it is not weak to any of the other sword uh, swords of justice, oh. but it is uh, super strong against all the others. Yeah, super yeah. effective against all of them. So technically, it's the strongest. Uh, in a 1v1, yes. I, I don't know if that makes it true. Exactly. Oh, yeah, in a three against one, yeah, a lot of people lose that thatch. <laughs> Sorry that I can't beat everybody up at once. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know it's got its place, okay? I mean, unless it's, like, you and 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 Shamu and Scrawn, then, like, I could take all three of you guys. You think so? Oh, yeah, I've seen every Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least twice. I don't know if this is true, but it's okay. Are we doing that in that weird slow motion thingy, one move at a time game? Oh, like the Ninja game? Gone? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yes. I will vanquish you. I will vanquish you in Ninja. <laughs> I feel like Shamu is so sneaky, he might just get past you. Yes, that's probably true. You know, it is Shamu. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing a sword. What? It can detect. It can, <laughs> that's against the rules. I what think is you this, just... Calvin Ball? What? In a 1v3? I think I can have a sword. It's a magic sword. It senses vibrations. So <laughs> what? I can detect you. Oh, even gosh. if you're invisible. Okay, you're done, Bill. We're done. <laughs> that is that is Verizian for you. Uh, it can. It's, it's, it's a good Pokemon, and you guys should try to use it. So we are going to kick it off there, and we're going to switch gears, and we're going to go read your emails in the mailbag segment. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge of 2019 to whoever we think is doing a good email. So let's jump right on into these. All right, last week, uh, you, we asked you guys what you thought of Pokemon remaking Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. And I want to hear all of your thoughts on this with the new animation style, with everything that's going on. So let's jump right on in. This first one is from Cowboy. I'll grab this one. Hey, Puckalonians, Puckle- Cowboy here to shoot off an email again. To answer your mailbag question, I may ask a question. Didn't Pokemon make an evolution series where Red had battled a Mewtwo with his Mega Charizard? Actually, it's called Pokemon Origins, not Pokemon Evolutions. Completely different thing. But yes, we'll keep going. If that's the case, then I'm wondering if Mewtwo will Mega Evolve and if Ash will have a Mega Charizard in the clone battle. I hope so. Please make this movie different. Oh, yeah, please. 
we haven't seen Mega Charizard. Well, no, I guess we have seen Mega Charizard Y in the anime with uh, Trevor, but we haven't seen Mega Mewtwo X in the anime actually yet. Uh huh. As so, as for yeah, a mythical cool. Pokemon, they have they have no one new, so I suppose who's they have Mew. Uh, oh, they have Mew. That's what he wrote. It, it's the, it says new, so I don't suspect they'll throw in Meltan or Melmetal. You sir underestimate the Pokemon company. Uh, <laughs> their marketing department. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love the first Pokemon movie more than any other. I know it's not much for conversation, but I'm going to add an idea. I'm wondering if you can make this work uh, for either Game Corner or Poke Quiz. Um, what if you guys played a game where there are five Pokemon cries from the video game and you had to guess which Pokemon it was? No, that does not work, and I will explain why. This is probably because you have not <laughs> looked into Pokemon cries. Um, but if you do Pokemon cries in an audio format, it turns out that a lot of cries are shared by a lot of Pokemon. We, yep. we did do something like this, I think, once a really, really long time ago. And it ended up being... Yeah, I think you uh, it, I ended up choosing the one cry that was shared by, like, five Pokemon. And so there were, like, yeah. five... There were five correct answers. <laughs> and, like, some of them are, like, the same thing, like, pitched mm-hmm. slightly up or down. Yep. So if there's any problem in your audio reproducing or whatever it's called... Yes. You might think you're right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I've played this before with a friend and it's a lot of fun. Add some rules for games for bonus points. I don't know. Just thoughts and thanks. Happy New Year to you all, cowboy. We appreciate it, it the works. email. That game works if you like are playing one game. Like if you're playing like black and white with somebody, yeah. And you're playing with the sound on. You're like, hey, you want to play that cry game? Because like you're used to the that Pokédex's cries mm-hmm. or like hearing those Pokémon. But like if you try to just play with all eight hundred, yep. whatever Pokémon, it's just not. It's it's very hard. Yes. All right, so this next one is from uh, Xavier Gaga. Uh, I guess I'll give it to Bo. Bo, take this one. All right, I'm on it. Uh, Happy day, y'all. I hope this email finds you all well. So since about three months before Let's Go came out, I was really getting sick of Thatchin and his complaining about Gen 1 coming back. Uh, When he first started bringing it up, though, I agreed a lot. I started playing in Gen 1, but I've loved what Pokemon has become as the years have gone by, and hated when people would say, yeah, I love Pokemon, but only the original 150. That being said, I've really enjoyed the last year or so when people are talking Pokemon. So this remake of the first movie just adds the meaning, uh, just adds to meeting the need of, pe- uh, of the people who Thatch has said people go play, uh, what is going on here? Pokemon Go players and people who only like the original 150. Every year I look forward to the Pokemon movie. This always makes me cry and <laughs> give me good feels, and I'm sad they are just remaking a movie I already saw. So, though, I'd hate to agree with Thatch and too much love for Gen 1, but I wish they'd make movies for fans who have been around for years versus people who have just joined the scene in the last couple of years. Having a lot of fun with this new league and learning and being competitive battling. XOXO, Xavier Gaga. So, I have a proposal for you, Spoilers for the very end of Infinity War, people. <laughs> in this version, since it's the current trend, Mewtwo wins in the end. Oh man, that'd be great! Ooh. I'd be so down. Oh, then we get man. Mewtwo Returns. I, I want a remake of Mewtwo Returns. Like, I don't know that I when feel okay <laughs> with Mewtwo Strikes Back being a movie without so many other things that we've know now. Like, there's a big one in that we get. 
Uh, there's that little prelude. We talked about this last week. There's a little mm-hmm. there's a little 15 minute prelude that didn't make the theatrical cut. And I think that's really huge and really good for storytelling. And it kind of fits the tone with what they've done with the past two Pokemon movies. So I'd love to see that added on. Mm-hmm. The other thing is yeah. Mewtwo Returns is probably my favorite one off Pokemon special that ever existed. Oh, really? I thought mm, it it wasn't very good. I thought it was fantastic because it offered something a little bit afterwards. It gave you like a a prologue to not a prologue. A uh, it gave you an epilogue to the story with Mewtwo, and I thought that was really good. Yeah, but the bad guy was really dumb. All the bad guys in Pokemon are really dumb. I mean, yeah, I I I mean, it was nice to like touch back in with Mewtwo and stuff, but then you've got the guy who's trying to literally catch them all, and then Ash tries to stop him because he's being a bad. That's makes him a bad person for some reason. Like, come on, let's let's (laughs) let's not think too deeply into this. But thank you for that. Uh, Our next one is going to be from, I guess, Pokemon Stud is what he calls himself. This one's for you, Whimsicott. All right. (laughs) Of course you give her Pokemon I didn't do that intentionally. (laughs) He totally did. Fine. All right. (laughs) Hello to the amazing... That's how it's written, I promise. Thatch and his also amazing co-hosts. Uh, the second amazing is like just a regular amazing. Yeah, so like I've got I've got like amazing times too, and you've yeah, got okay. you've just got like a regular old amazing. So I don't know how that makes you feel, yeah. but it makes me feel we pretty talk. good. It, feel, it feels amazing. It, it feels it feels amazing. Yeah, but just just you know amazing. Anyway, it is I, Pokemon Stud, the Stud Muffin of the Pokemon universe. And just because you said that, I am going to read the entire email like that, Pokemon Stud. I want to say something before I answer the question. I recently visited your store at Public, and I honestly fell in love with the designs. I bought around $100 of merch the other day. Ha <laughs> ha. Whisper. I am kind of waiting for my other child to come in to buy more merch. My girlfriend is going to kill me, but oh well. I recommend others who listen to the podcast to check it out. There is so much great things at their Tee Public store. Thanks. I love that that was just like a mini commercial in his own email for our Tee Public store. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I that's think just sent in an email as Poke stuff Pokemon <laughs> What else would I call myself, right? <laughs> right. And just to, just so Plug we can figure store. out it's him, he calls Misty his girlfriend instead of his wife. Oh. <laughs> All right. She would kill me oh, if I tried to I'm buy sorry. $100 worth of stuff from Public. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I love this dude. But I'm still going to keep up the stud voice because I amuse myself very much. So the question was, what are my thoughts on Mewtwo Strikes Back? I have to say, it has promised to be a great movie, but I have to agree with that last year. The nostalgia a hype should be over! Over! It started off with a cute nostalgia trip with Gen 6 and receiving Gen 1 starters and Pokemon Go when it first was released, but this train ride feels like it's going on forever without stops. I just hope that after this movie, we will not see Gen 1 for a while. I do want to make it clear that I am not a Gen 1 hater, but I am kind of getting annoyed at the Gen 1 hype. 
What are your thoughts with the Gen 1 hype train that never stops? Sorry for keeping the email long. Your friend, Pokemon Stud. P.S. You guys rock. Well, so do you, my friend. <laughs> the Gen 1 train that never stops. That's pretty. That's a pretty apt description. Because like, every game that comes out, I'm like, man, I hope there's not a Gen 1 reference. And then there <laughs> is. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I totally agree with him. It feels like a marathon just never ending more than a more than a train ride that never stops. Yeah, it's like what Bo says. That's how I feel because I'm like I know Bo, you like Gen One a lot, and maybe this maybe this is an appropriate question for you. But but no, I I don't like the Gen One love. Like I'm a fan of like the old media, like the Game Boy games, like the pixel art. Like I'm really more a fan of that more so than just like Gen One Pokemon. Okay, I would say. Yeah, because I've just been, I mean, this has been reiterated on the podcast several times, and this is just me, my stance, is that I just, I want it to end. We've gotten so much Gen 1, lo- Gen 1 love in the games, like we've got Alolan forms, a lot of the original Megas were just Gen 1 hype, right? We get Pokemon Origins with that. We're, like, the only thing they haven't, like, had a really good callback to Gen 1 in is the manga. <laughs> <laughs> and they just I, I say this because you guys should all go read the manga and i'm trying to make the pokemon company mo- money they should sponsor us and yeah <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't read ruby sapphire yet oh it's oh, my favorite it's pretty good okay i have i have uh i have the first three i haven't read them yet all right by the way thatch mm-hmm. you said last week we haven't done yellow yet we've done it twice oh have we okay so we need to jump into gold and silver at some point yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make a plan for that in like February. Kind of, do you want to sign? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's, kind of, let's team up and let's do a let's do a this part two, but with. Okay. Ooh, okay, with I the, would love it. Years. Yeah, we could talk. But I want to make sure I'm here for like Ruby and Sapphire because, as I said, it's my favorite. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm a yeah big fan of manga. So yeah, yeah but the Gen One did yes. the chugga chugga chugga. I, I'm okay with it stopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, let's let's get off this train and and. Go. All right, I'll grab this next one. Get on the magnet train. I guess he calls himself Trainer Wolf. Hello, Trainer and who Trainer Hello Thatch and whoever he has. Well, I just like insert titles for myself. It's fine. Trainer Wolf here to strike back at this week's mailbag question. Wow, that was an awful joke. That was actually a fantastic joke, sir. That was a really great intro. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really clever. And then he ruined it with that. Yeah. Wow, that was an awful joke. But first, an off-topic aside, on Community Day, I got my first shiny Totodile. I'm excited because Totodile is my favorite Pokemon, but also a little angry considering how many thousands of Totodiles I've bred with sh- for a shiny with good IVs and I've never gotten a shiny yet. Literally thousands. And of course, I can't even transfer it to Let's Go until they come out with Let's Go Teddy Ursa and Let's Go Fanfi editions. Actually, those two might those work. Those are good guesses. Yeah, those, I'm, not, I'm those, okay with those that. Those are actually great. Yeah. Uh, now onto the mailbag from several co-host statement on the podcast. I know I'll be in the minority saying it, but here it goes. Pokemon 2000 was terrible, and Pokemon the first movie was way better. I, <gasps> I wouldn't even say like I, I would. I'm not saying that one's better than the other. I think they're both two different things, and they both evoke different emotions inside of me. Um, no, I agree. I agree with him. I think the first movie is better. If you want to talk about me having like a like a giant nostalgia trip on how hyped the media was back then, it's Pokemon the movie two thousand because it's like what's this Lugia thing, right? Yeah, but it's a it's a good movie to you for different. It's reasons also a, it's also it just full of hype. Movie. Yeah, it, like that movie no, is all it, rise. Okay, Pokemon the movie two thousand is all rise. Like if you put if you put Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back on like a TV in a living room for mm-hmm. kids. Like I bet 
an adult would sit and get like that hadn't watched it or hadn't watched it in a while would sit and watch it and be like, whoa, this is actually like enthralling. And then if you put on, I, I don't know if Pokemon 2000, but definitely a newer movie, there would be like the first part where you're like, ha ha, cringe. And then people would be like, okay, I'm not invested anymore. I think Pokemon the movie 2000 is better than recent Pokemon movies. That's absolutely sure. Oh, absolutely. But it, it don't, I still think the first movie is a lot better. Yeah, I won't say 2000 is terrible, but there are definitely like three or four. Like the last time you, Ethan, and I watched it, yeah, the true. moments that I had, I was like, yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not what I remember. All right, moving on, anyway. though. Perhaps it's better that I don't have the childhood nostalgia of seeing them as a kid, but to me, Pokemon 2000 was slow. That is untrue, sir. And I honestly found it hard to even pay attention because I just couldn't care. Oh no, the bad guys caught a bird. Now the other bird is rampaging for no reason. It's not for no reason. They're just power-hungry birds. Okay. (laughs) Oh, we freed the first bird. Now the bad guys caught a different one. Blah, blah. Repetitive plot is repetitive. Only like a little bit. Okay. But but do you wish you had pants? Yeah. Duh. Duh. On the other hand, the first movie was fantastic. Mewtwo's motivations are understandable. And the plot moved much faster and kept me figuratively on the edge of my seat. So I'm excited for a remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back since it's one of my favorite Pokemon movies. And I personally enjoy remakes a lot since it brings some new new life to something I love. Now, if they make this movie, this is Thatch talking, and they don't include the Viking joke, I'm going to be a little sad. <laughs> I'm going to be very happy. I thought I was super dumb and... You know, it even oh, made it into the Italian release. Really? That's stupid. That's stupid. That's yeah. poor localization. Because no, that's it was just translated from the English one. Oh, that's so, so poor. That's poor. That's poor localization. Yeah. All right. Moving on, though. I got to find it. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but from the way you guys described it, I'm imagining animation similar to the Magirna movie. No, that's not true at all. Mm. Kind of 2D and 3D combined. Regardless, I'm fully expecting to enjoy the remake because it'll be a movie I love presented in a new style. But in the end, only time will tell if the movie remake is good or bad as the journey continues. P.S. I'm trying to think of a clever way to sign off. How do you like that old school anime reference? Oh, as the journey continues. I, the anime. I got I get it. it. I, I got get it. it and I think that's really cool. I think your intro and your outro were both really cool. You should just not be self-conscious yeah. about it and, and just have that confidence and rock it. And then you, I think this email would have been perfect. Michael Price. Um, All right. So this next email, man, we're like, this is such a long segment. Maybe just get one more. Um, I would say rock and roll it. Okay. I can read rock and roll it. Um, Hey, Thatching gang. Rock and roll it has come back after the death of his Gardevoir to answer this week's mailbag. Okay. That's dark. Um, I think a new movie would be great for new fans. Although like you, Thatch, I'm kind of getting bored of the nostalgia. As you can see, I am completely, I am a complete lover of Poplio. Uh, though the showing of the Detective Pikachu Pokemon cards, uh, have surprised me. I really need that Charizard box. Sorry, this is short. Got stuff to do. Farewell. Rock and roll it. All right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, thank you for that. I think if we're going to do the mailbag badge today, I think Michael Price wins it. Like, hands down. I, I, yeah, I do too. I mean, he was bold enough to disagree with me, and I will, I will, I will take that in stride. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I like it when people disagree with me too, because then we can have a real discussion. Yeah. Exactly. You, 
you've 360 because you used to love when people brown nose you. <laughs> and you're just like, nah, get out of here, brown nose. I'm becoming, I'm becoming wiser, you know, in my old yeah. age of 27. And so that is going to be it for it, though. But Michael Price, you get the green Toros badge. Just go to the Discord and let somebody know, and we'll get you that role, and your name will turn to a nice, nice green color. Uh, you guys can send in emails next week to the Puckle Podcast at pucklepodcast at gmail.com answering our mailbag prompt. Uh, what's some headcanon that you have that we didn't mention? I, I'd love to hear what kind of headcanon you guys have, or if you agree or disagree with some of the headcanon that we had this week, please send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us during the week, best way to do it is come to our Discord server. The link is in the show notes as always, and it's always on our website as well. If you click the chat icon at pucklepodcast.com, you can get headed right over there. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can go over to Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Puckle Podcast over there. If you want to see some more content during the week, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. You can check us out over there. If you want to keep up with us uh, on our tournaments, uh, including the UTC, which kicked off this past week, the videos for the commentary are going to be going up starting not this week, but next week. So check that out at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. Uh, man, what else? Oh, twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast is a great place to catch me and Jushiro, as well as a great way if you have a Twitch Prime subscription to help out and support the Puckle Podcast. You can, of course, go to our awesome T Public store and find a ton of Pokemon merch over there uh, where you can get stickers, t shirts, notebooks, posters, tapestries. They have tapestries, by the way. And girl, what? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you want any of that cool stuff, one of the things that I just recently got from there. Uh, outside of my Lavender Town Gengar t-shirt to follow us at Upple, and also you can check out those videos on our YouTube. Um, you can check us out uh, over there. It's really cool. It's really exciting. It's really fun. Uh, and then, of course, you can more directly support the show by being a patron at our patreon.com slash Podcast, where we give you a slew of rewards, including early access to the Puckle PTU podcast. You can also get on puckle live which is really exciting i really like doing puckle live with the patrons and getting a couple of them on just to pick their brains and see how they feel about puckle how they feel about pokemon and everything and we get to usually have a pretty good time for an hour once a week or once a month yes what did you buy the people need to know what did i buy from what from t-public oh oh, yeah i just recently bought like this really cool cinnabar island uh t-shirt that has like an arcanine like pulling up weights and like working out it's pretty cool it's nice. pretty cute. So I, I am looking forward to that. Also throw pillows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, guys, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Bosevis. And I am the Fluffy And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
We here at Puckle would like to, of course, thank all of our patrons for making everything possible. So I would like to go ahead and thank Viger, duly noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, the Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Tank, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor Booth, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Daniel, Traby, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Walther, Alex, and The Real EV for supporting the show. We really appreciate it, guys. And I'm thinking, not this weekend, unfortunately, but probably on the 25th, we can do an awesome live show. So I will send that out on Patreon. And if you guys want to jump on that show on the 25th, let's say 7 p.m., I will put it out there. Two patrons can do it. Of course, only the patrons at the $3 tier and above can jump on those slots. So I feel happy and I look forward to seeing you guys there. So catch you guys on the flip flop. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 